that's how it starts? Yeah, you're the one that starts. No? No, it's Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Annika. Oh, you have reached the Peter Rabbit right. hole. <laughs> Good. We are on it. Isn't it? I think so. Why not? Great. Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Annika. And you have reached the Peter Rabbit hole. A nine. A 75 minute <laughs> podcast on a 10 to 12 minute book. Yeah, this one's a little longer. Yeah. But before we get into it, we have a great announcement. We are doing a giveaway. Ooh. Have ah. you been thinking to yourself, my, I would really like to show my support for the Peter Rabbit Hole by sporting around a fancy Peter Ro- Rabbit Hole tote bag? I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> and what else does the tote bag include, Annika? That's right. Also inside of the tote bag, which it will have our logo upon it. Oh boy, will it. Oh boy, will it. <laughs> will be two books chosen by Katie and Annika that we have covered already and that we think are great. For your reading enjoyment. Indeed. A used copy, because books are forever. <laughs> you may enter for this lovely tote bag and books by sharing a picture of a childhood book you think we should cover on the Instagram and tagging us at... At Peter Rabbithole. How else can they enter, Annika? But if you're not on the Instagram, it's fine. Because you can send us an email at thepeterrabbithole at gmail.com. The contest is open from when you find out about it to December 24th. Indeed. Since this is our holiday giveaway. It's so festive. Isn't it? It is. Shipping will be free for this lovely prize in the continental North America. I guess. Yeah. Uh, But if you are not from North America, please enter. Please, please enter. We're so excited that we maybe have some. uh, One international listener. At least one international listener. And we're super grateful that you're here. We'd just love to have a chat about About the shipping. shipping. (laughs) Uh, And that's our cool announcement. Yeah. Don't worry, there'll be an official Instagram post in case, I don't know, that was a lot of muddled information. <laughs> and you're like, could I just read that in two sentences? Yes. Yes, you, you can. can. <laughs> All right. But this week, Annika, what are we reading? This week we're reading The Wolves in the Walls by Neil Gaiman, illustrated by Dave McKean. This came out in 2003. Yes. And it's a book that, it's a book that I chose, not because I knew it in my childhood, obviously, because it's too new. Um, but because I'm a big fan of both Neil Gaiman and Dave McKean, I was like 16 when this came out. I was going to say, you were still technically a child. I was a minor, but I was a solidly a teenager. Were you, when were you aware of it? Uh, not super long after, because okay. 2003 was about when I got like super into my Neil Gaiman phase. Mm-hmm. Which you'll... Discover when Annika does fun facts. I know so many. For two and a half hours. (laughs) I'm going to try and restrain myself. I promise. It's just that both of them are really cool. Our shelving notes. There are shelving notes in this book. They're hard to read, but they're there. Yeah, this is not a good execution of the I feel like it needed to be like white over that image or something. It's a big image, but the whole section is... It cracks me up the amount of time we even describe how the line is. (laughs) We're like the only people who care. It's only like a two and a half inch rectangle, and it's in like font six. Yes, it's very small font. Which is... Pull out your readers. Yes. 
Uh, but I believe that the shelving notes for this are wolves fiction and dwellings fiction. fiction. I'll be honest. I think they did it. I think they're right. I mean, there's like parents home. don't believe their child who's actually correct. Fiction. fiction. Uh, home invasion fiction. fiction? Oh, Terrible no. parent oh, no. problem solving fiction. Oh no. Oh, what'd you do? It went to sleep and now I don't know how to get in. Uh, let me read you my uh, pin number over the podcast. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I was trying so hard to keep touching it so it wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> so once again, oh, this is funny. Yes. We got this book from the Boulder Library. We did. About it months ago. It was before summer. It was cold when we went. Oh, was it? It was rainy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And Avery was still in school because it was the time that she told me about how her music teacher didn't show up for music class and they just okay. ran wild for a, <laughs> for a whole... True. And I didn't believe her for a week. And then <laughs> we heard that soccer that actually happened. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. Um... So, as, as discussed, parents not... Believing their children, even though they're right. Topical. Oh. Anyway, so about four or five months ago, we borrowed this library book from the library because right. I went, oh, I like this book. Avery should read it because it's weird. And that was great. And then we were making a list of books we should read. And I thought, Wolves in the Walls. Yeah. It's a great weird book. The illustration is very different. We might as well do it. So yeah. we tried to get it from the library. And it was gone. And it was gone. Not like this is missing, but Just like we never no had trace. it. Also no trace at the in the Jeffco library system. Just no one has it anymore and I don't know where it went. So I bought a copy on Thrift Books, so we only have one copy. And because and I And this made... one is well loved. Yes. And since I made such a mucky mess of holding the iPad last time, and I could get to hold the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> so now we get some fun facts. Strap on in. Oh, 20 minutes (laughs) top. So I'm actually going to do this as fun facts about both of them first. So Neil Gaiman is an author. Dave McKeon is an illustrator. Both of their careers started in a collaboration together. Oh, Uh, that's neat. Yeah. So in the, in like 87, they were very young humans. I was alive then. I also was alive. Hey! Uh, But they were in their 20s. Um, and they, not. no, and like Neil Gaiman had been doing, he'd written a couple of short stories and he was being a journalist. Yes. Yeah. He was doing common you know, career. Path yeah. For writers. Uh, he did a, a cool book of fun facts about Duran Duran. That was like his big break before this. Nice. <laughs> Which is now extremely expensive on the used book market because oh. it didn't get a very big run and it's a Neil Gaiman book. And so, so everyone wants to do it. With Duran Duran. No, it's all about- they do not care. <laughs> and he thinks it's very funny, which I also think is very funny. Anyways, and Dave McKean was an illustrator, obviously. Yes. Doing some really cool, like, mixed media stuff. Yes. And they got together, despite the fact that they're both British, they got together in New York sure. somehow. And they pitched a thing to somebody at Dark Horse Comics, which was part of, which is part of DC Comics. It's like okay. the, for grownups portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they started with a comic book. And so they did. Oh. Um, their first one was, was the first one Violent Cases? I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yes, man. it was. I was correct. I was about to say, Neil Gaiman fans are yelling at you. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Well, it's just that 
Violent Cases is a lot like Signal to Noise, which happened later. It's very similar in style and content, so I get them mixed up. But I was right. So they did Violent Cases, which was a very, it's like a short graphic novel. It's Mm -hmm. a real weird time. And then they did a mini series of a comic called Black Orchid, who was a DC character. And they were like, here's this extremely good story about her. That's nice. really cool. It's and it's all done in pen and ink, Ooh. and it's beautiful. There's a lot of like stuff disintegrating off into the <gasps> sides yeah. and like disappearing, and oh, it's God. very good. And then Dave McKean illustrated a Batman comic called Arkham Asylum, which yes. is very well known. Yes, and very cool, and was like groundbreaking. All of those things. And then in '89, they were given a bunch of money. And they were like, yes, you're doing it right. Yeah. We, like, we liked all these things you did. Continue. And that's right. when Neil Gaiman started writing The Sandman, which is um, his very large comic book right. creation, which is an audio book now and is about to be a TV show, which you will hear all about surely very soon. Uh, this is also about the time when he wrote Good Omens with Terry Pratchett. Which I love dearly. Which, uh, yes. yes. Annika finally got me on Neil Gaiman Ha-ha! after years of nagging. It took a while, but we got there. Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Anyways, so the Sandman covers are the thing that they collaborated on the most because Dave McKean didn't do a lot of the inside illustrations, but Uh he did all of the covers for all of the comics. And they are stunning. They're these like weird mixed media collages, but they're like in real, they're real life collages. Okay. So there's a, there's a, like some, there's photograph, well, there's photographic elements, but there's a a lot of them were made in these like shadow boxes. So they're these big frames that are like four or five feet tall and like three feet wide. And they've got all these little wooden compartments and then he would fill them with stuff and then add drawings and paintings inside of that. And then that image was the cover and they're so cool. And I had no idea how big they were until a little while ago actually i just saw a picture of like the scale the of construction them. of it yeah and it's very impressive they're so cool and then they both you know did a bunch of other yeah. cool stuff uh dave mckean did the cover art for a number of cds including counting crows oh. you know the there's one of a goldfish bowl yes that's him okay it's the same yeah, yeah, yeah. multimedia collage you can't quite tell what's happening but it's here and it's cool right that's him Like, that's very much, like, quintessentially his art. And then in the early 2000s, right around when this came out, actually, they also made a movie together called Mirror Mask, which I don't know that... Yes, it it didn't do big numbers, which is a shame, because it was a very cool movie, but it's... um, Neil Gaiman wrote it, and Dave McKean co-wrote it, and apparently they almost murdered each other in the process because they work very differently. Oh, yeah. Like Neil Gaiman is like, we'll find out what happens. We haven't written it yet. How could you know? And Dave McKean has like a post-it note for every plot point, And yeah. he would like to move them meticulously around until they form the perfect path. And Neil Gaiman is like, I don't know. We'll find out. That's so funny that they did so much work together. Yes. So much. Like they had done tw- 15 years of work together at this point. Ooh, but I can see that because they're just getting more and more steeped in their own way of working. And also they weren't collaborating on writing the story, right? Like Neil Gaiman would hand off a script and be like, here's the thing, make it better. Instead of let's make this thing together. Yeah. Um, But they did it for 
the Jim Henson company, I think, is who produced Mirror Mask, but it's all three, but it's, it's largely CGI. Okay. But it was, but it's done, it looks a lot like this book. Okay. But it's CG. Which we'll eventually with tell you about. real people in it. Like it's all, there's yeah. all the main characters are real people, but they're in this like weird 3D dreamland world. Uh. And they did not get nearly enough money to make it. That sounds expensive. And they spent a lot of time just like trying to make the shitty computers they were working on make the thing. Apparently it was a very stressful time, but it's a very cool movie and you should check it out if you can find it. It's a little hard to find. Yeah. And then they've they've done a couple of other kids books together. They did The Day I Swapped My Dad for Two Goldfish. But anyways, they both have very big careers, but they started together and have continued to work together. Ever since. Well, that's cool. Fun like, facts. Partnership. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the ones that I'm going to impart now. I'm sure more will come up I'm, as we read this book. I'm sure they will sprinkle in. I was surprised be, because you got me into Neil Gaiman and I was like, ah, this is a very adult author. He's written a bunch of kids books. A lot of kids books. Which is interesting because he's got... Yes. Well, I was going to say, this isn't fair. I was going to say, he's quite a little bit off the wall, but kids love off the wall yeah and he's done some sort of funny stuff like he's got a series of books about a panda named chu uh who does a big sneeze ah and it's a yeah and it's a thing and it was a book that he wrote specifically so that it would be a good story but would be published in china because none of his other books followed enough of the rules oh yeah and he was like i'm gonna do it I'm going to tell the right story and I'm going to make it past the censors. It was just more of like a self-challenge kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see how... Because there's a lot of like un- unfilial business, which is not allowed in Chinese kids' books. Right. You just, you can't, you can't be that, un, you know. I think that the... Uh, unconventional? Well, unconventional, but it's it's something about the like relationship to parents and like mm-hmm. not believing them or the way it does it. there's there's something yeah. specific about like you have to listen to your parents or you don't get published <laughs> right i borrowed but the milk yes and fortunately the milk fortunately the milk which was a fun oh we are getting a little long-winded yeah uh which was fun concept because normally a lot of kids books like this one is about parents not believing the kids yes and in that one the dad tells a far-fetched story and the kids are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, we believe you. I do like that book a lot. I like that. Anyways, this what book. happens in this book, Katie? Well, in The Wolves in the Wall, which is also a play based off of this. Yes. Oh, I bet that's a time. Yeah, apparently it's excellent. It's about a little girl named Lucy, which I say a little girl, and I'll be honest, from these illustrations, she could be anywhere from 16 to 9. Yeah. I says, I I read her as smaller. I do too, but we'll, we'll get yeah. to there. Anyways. She's hearing noises in her old house, and she tries to tell her mom about it because she knows they're wolves. And mom's like, no, no, it's, it's the mice. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's wolves. And then she tells her dad, who is a professional tuba player. Indeed. And he's like, no, no, it's just the bats. Rats. No, no, excuse me. Rats which is a bit of an escalation. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's wolves. And then she tells her brother, and he says it's bats. 
Yes. And each one of them keeps telling her... It can't be wolves. Because they say... Wait, wait, let me get this, let me get this yeah. right. Anyway, you know what they say about wolves. If the wolves come out of the wall, it's all over. And all three of her other family members say this. Yeah. And she's like, who said, what is, what what is, is this it? thing? No one says that. But apparently everyone else knows this phrase. Yes. So everyone dismisses her, but she, she knows. And then the wolves come out of the wall. Yep. And they run the family out. And the family goes and stays at the bottom of the garden. We'll circle back to that. <laughs> she loses her beloved pig puppet. Yes. And so she sneaks back into the house through the walls mm-hmm. and retrieves the pig pu- puppet. In the meantime, the family is living in the garden. Yep. And discussing the myriad of other places they could go live where there's no wolves in the wall. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back. And she's like, or we could just go live in our house because it's cold in the garden. Because we're sleeping in the garden. We're going to circle back. <laughs> so she convinces the family to creep back into the house so they can at least sleep in the walls where it's warmer. And then, so they watch the wolves being a jerk in their house, eating their jam, wearing their clothes, <laughs> watching their TV, wrecking their video game scores. Yeah. And they're in the walls watching, like I said, the wolves be jerks having their jam party. And they decide they've had enough. Yeah. So they find a chair in the walls. And then they come out of the walls. And the wolves are completely horrified. Because you know what they say when the people come out of the walls. <laughs> it's all over. And the wolves flee. And they run them out. The wolves are never seen again. The family lives in happiness. Until she starts hearing elephants in the walls but then she's like should i tell them and the pig puppet who has not spoken before then is like nah they'll they'll, they'll, they'll find know. out and that's the book <laughs> yep it's a real weird time yes it's funny it's a it's quite a few pages but maybe not all that much actually happens in it no there's a lot of repetition and a lot of dialogue. Like yeah, there's a lot of the up. conversations instead of being like, Lucy went to her mother next page. Lucy went to her father. It's like a two page conversation about what yes. is actually said. And while there's only a couple plot points, we spend a lot of time building yes. to each of those plot points, which is different than what we've talked about before. Like I thought there was more of this book, but it's because one it, major yeah. event. No, this no, one. No, this one. This one takes its time. We sit. Yeah. All right. Art synopsis. Art synopsis. This is like. It's just you look at it, and it's wow. It's Dave McKean's art. It's clearly a collage style. Yeah, but it's a digital collage style at this point, largely. With some hand drawn element, like hand yeah. drawn things that and, have been digitized. Yeah, and. Like, some of it's actual photograph, and some of it's just, like... Texture. Pasted-together texture, but the faces are very Dave McKean. For for those who are not as familiar with Dave McKean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know how to describe it. It's just so entirely his medium. 
Like, this is just how he arts a lot of the time. It looks like you're watching the children's book equivalent of a horror film. A little bit, yes. It's big shadows, big textures, proportions are should feel right, but feel a little... There's a big yes. unsettling vibe yes. to the art. Absolutely. You open up to the first page and you're not like, is this a warm, fuzzy time? You're like, no. No, mm -mm. Something's, something's gonna happen here and it... It's not going to be great. And then the wolves are entirely hand-drawn in ink. Yes. And they're so great. I love them so much. Oh, I like the wolves quite a bit, actually. Uh, no no art notes. Nope. Yeah. But look, it's collage. It's, yeah. With some cool photography work yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really neat and very unique. Yes. All right. This book. This book. She's a weird book. So let's start off with the cover for a second. Yeah. Lucy, in one of her more creepy poses, is drawing <laughs> a picture of a scary wolf on the wall, but then there's little cutouts where real wolf's eyes are staring through. Yes. It's a heartwarming book <laughs> about family. It's super lighthearted. That's yes. what's funny. It's the right, the story is actually fairly lighthearted, but the art. Very ominous. Yes, it is the equivalent of an organ playing the <laughs> Yes. So, oh, no, I lied. Did you, did you see the liner note thanking possibly Dave McKean's son for the use of his pig puppet? Yes. This book is for my son, Liam, as a small thank you for loaning me his special pig number one for the photographs included herein. Stunt pig number two was also useful, but the presence of the pig, of pig the original on set was a true privilege. <laughs> Those are clear vibes of a parent who understands their child. Yes. I really like that. Yeah. All right. And then you get your cool title page, also ominous with the tuba. And wolf's eyes yep. cut out. Though space very far away. Well, I think it's more than one wolf is looking at you in this picture. Yeah, just saying. Kind of has a left right feel. It's two wolves. It has to be. The math of the <laughs> angles would not work otherwise. But then we just kind of start in the yeah. house with some lovely, creepy, hand-sketched wolves hanging on the walls of Lucy's house. Mm -hmm. Well, this might have been on her mind for a while, right? Like, this might not have come out of nowhere. Well, because the next page, where she's in the living room with her brother, and there's a whole wall of creepy drawn wolves overlaid <laughs> in the background, which has very, I've been locked in this asylum for years. <laughs> Watch my brain devolve feel to them. I don't know what you're talking about. It's charming. Absolutely. Oh, and there's a little girl, there's little girls in there trapped listening to the wall. Yeah, it, it's a whole other story. And you know what? I don't even know who's it the first two <laughs> no. times I read. Great texture. Yes. I really like his carpets. They're yeah. so weird. Like the floor is not flat mm -mm. or square in any way, but like I still, it's, it's interesting. We have thrown perspective to the wind. Indeed. We've said, I know how to do it and I'm not interested. In fact, I'm going to work really hard to bucket. Yeah. So she's standing over her 
her brother and talking yeah. about mom's in the kitchen making jam, her dad's had his job playing the tuba, and her brother in the living room playing video games. Yeah. Yes, and then Lucy goes to listen to the walls. And I think this is a good time to talk about the font. Yes. I think we have the same font throughout, but we've really played with size and placement. And bold. The font is as much a collage layer on top as anything yes. else. Yeah, and like, because it starts out all straight for the first two whole pages. And then it's kind of slanted in a like creaking, cracking. Where it feels to me a lot like, you know, those poems that are like a collage of words that are yes. sort of falling down the page. Yeah. And it's as much about the present as the like visual of the words yes. as it is about the words. It feels like that to me a lot. Oh yeah. I would agree. And it's because she's hearing all the scuffling. And yeah. All the very good mouth words. I like to say them. The crinkling noises and crackling noises. They were sneaking, creeping, crumpling noises. The hustling, the bustling hustling. noises. Yeah. So she knows what they are, and then she goes to tell her mom, yeah. who is jamming for just so much jam. Days and days and days. It's like an industrial quantity of jam. Yeah. Lucy has a super creepy face <laughs> in the jam picture. Her head is now suddenly pointy. Her lips are, I don't know. She, she's having, yes. She looks slightly snarled. <laughs> But mom's like, or sorry, yeah. Lucy's like, there are wolves in the wall. And you're just, as as a reader, you're like, are you sure? I mean, you're like, well, it says it on the cover. I guess we were going to get there. But, huh, wouldn't have been my first guess of what the noises in the old no. house walls are. And her mother dismisses her like the good rational adult she is. Yeah. Except for, she also says that it can't be wolves. Because you know what happens if the wolves come out of the walls. It means it's all over. And I love Lucy. like, what's all over? It, says her mother. mother. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I'm super unsatisfied as a reader. I'm like, what does this expression mean? I mean, lots of expressions are dumb when you really get down to it. But the idea that Neil Gaiman created <laughs> a dumb expression for this book. Talks to her pig puppet doll. The fact that it's a pig puppet doll, not just yes. a pig doll. No, it's uh, the pig puppet. Yeah, I was just. I, I mean, it, it's nicer choice. to say a out pig loud. Puppet doll, like a pig, pig doll, doll or, or a, a pig, pig puppet doll. doll. Yeah, um, it's because got a little... yeah, it's got some nice alliteration. But her, uh, I'd say that also, Neil Gaiman reads a lot of his stories, at like events and stuff yeah. like he's done a lot of recordings of him re reading his books so obviously he's and so he sang. thinks about the way the words feel more than some other authors i find well and also if you're going to write children's books you have to think about the delivery exactly and so i can there's a couple of spots in here because i have listened to a lot of those recordings yeah. that i can sort of hear his voice doing it he's got a very good reading voice. Does he record his own audiobooks? Some of them, okay. but not all of them. Actually, not many of them. Okay. But he's done a couple. So, she is discussed with her mother. Yes. And she's discussed with the pig puppet. 
Oh, and she's hearing all the terrible noises. The clawing and gnawing of the nibbling and squabbling. Hatching their wolfish plots. So then she tries to tell her dad. Yes. Practicing the tuba. Because that's what he does. It's like he... It's like we thought of, like, what's the most obscure, dumbest instrument that you would, like, have to deal with in your yes. home? The tuba. tuba. Yes. It's it's movable, but it's kind of a hassle. We could have gone with double bass. But the tuba is funnier. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's even funny to it's say. A, it's a funny instrument. Yes. And the double bass, there's something like kind of cool and jazzy about yeah. that. And the tuba, there's like, nothing cool about the tuba. I mean, a, a tuba can do great stuff. Oh yeah, I, I do not disparage the tuba, but there's nothing cool about a tuba. Well, and part of you like, what is his job as well, a professional I mean, tuba player? Surely there are professional tuba players sure, because there like, are people who play in symphonies, and that's their job. But do that many orchestras even have a tuba? Most of them do. Okay. Many of them do. As long as they've got a brass section, they've got a tuba. I swear, like, tubas to me, marching band, no other time. It is, like, I kept being, like, professional marching band? I don't know that the Brits are big into marching <laughs> bands, Katie. Really? Not not big into football games? I do not think so. Good. I'm glad I've offended our one international UK listener. I'm so sorry. But anyways, he's practicing the tuba, and he does not believe about the wolves either. Oh, we didn't talk. This book clearly set. In Britain. Yes, one hundred percent. Just because Neil Gaiman. No, the the like, whole clearly like, they are both British, but this is obviously set in Britain. Right. Yes. Uh, here is one of my moments because he refers to Poppet. Poppet. Yes, I can't. Oh, w- one thing we didn't talk about. Some of these pages have like a four scene layout, yeah, almost in a comic book kind mm-hmm. of way. Little close-ups. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the conversations happen. Yes. Is inside these comic book panels. But he calls her Poppet, and I'm like, that is a British phrase. Yeah. I get a little annoyed. Dad starts to... She tells yeah. him. And she's like, even my even my pig puppet thinks they're wolves in the wall. And so Dad starts to talk to the pig puppet and then stops. Yes. I'm like, look, if you've already made this choice, you just, just do it. it. Yeah. There's no way you haven't talked to the pig puppet before. You know that by talking to the stuffed animal, you're projecting and it's a it's a safe way for your child to share their feelings yeah. in a non-vulnerable way. You talk to the stuffed animal. Come on, Dad. Ugh. Okay. Now we try brother. Yep. Which is clearly a last stitch ever. <laughs> Truly. It's not going to go great. And she knows it. Yeah. Because there's a scrambling, rambling, rustling. I just like the way they go together. Oh, yeah. They're tasty. Scrambling, rambling, rustling. Yeah, it's nice. And she says, there are wolves in the wall, she told her brother. Bats, he said. You think it's a bat, she asked? No, he said. I think you are. And actually, I think brother has done an excellent job <laughs> for sibling petty humor. I do Quite love the zinger. I do love that then he laughs for a very long time at his own joke. And he's got such a great look of joy, like yeah. malice and joy. Yeah. God, I actually, like, every time I've read this, I've tried not to chuckle because it's <laughs> such a dumb joke, but I'm like, well played, little yeah. brother. Good yeah. job. Escalating. Yeah. We've gone from mice, which is not great, but it's all house. Rats, you're like, well, can't we just pretend they're mice? To bats. You're like, yep. Uh-oh. 
Thank God there's no one else in the house to ask. I'd hate to see what the (laughs) next progression is. But it seems like she's the only one that's been hearing it up until now that we've discussed everyone now. Yeah. Everyone's having their own feelings. And she preps for bed. Yeah. It's like she she knows. She knows. That look of terror in her eyes. Well, it's because it's too quiet. Mm, yes. And then in the middle of the night, there was a howling and a yowling, a bumping and a thumping, and the wolves come out of the walls. Oh, man. And there's and I love these wolves a lot. Vicious, ink pins, splash color wolves. I don't know. The, the, the one in the foreground is so happy to be out of that wall. I know. I think it's because everything else is collage and you're like, oh, you've done some photographs. Yes. And, weird. Yeah. and these are just hand-drawn yes. that they they make them feel more vicious. Hmm. You just here they come. I don't know that I think of them as vicious. But I love them. Oh, yeah. And the way that they're rendered, I just think, is so cool. Because it's so visually different. Like, there has been yes. nothing, nothing has been inked up until this point. No. There has been not nary a sign of a inked line even in the pictures that the kids are drawing and this is a complete invasion of yes. the visual world yes and so <laughs> so then the family flees yep and they go rushing down the stairs and dad has his best tuba and lucy the impressive physical feat carrying not only a tuba <laughs> while running but also a child right it's all over. And we flee to the bottom of the garden. Again, British. Yes. So this is the yard. Yes. In if you're American or I don't know what what phrasing does the Canadian use? You'd use yard in Canada. Okay. Just check. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get a little bit messed up sometimes because my friend's mother was British and uh-huh. I spent a lot of time uh, with them. Right. And so a lot of the words that appear in British books are b- words that I heard all the time and like understood. And I don't know if it's just me or if it's a like universal Canada thing. Gotcha. Or if it's just cause I knew Louise. So we're hanging out at the bottom of the garden. Yes. And we're it's assuming a... the wolves are destroying the house. Well, cause all the lights are on and they know that they're eating the food from the family's pantry. And dancing around the stairs. They spend a lot of time on the stairs, these wolves. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And so now the family is like, we should go live somewhere else. And Dad's like, we should live in the Arctic <laughs> Circle. We should go there because there's no wolves in the... Just polar bears. <laughs> which are like, are super vicious as well. They will eat the heck out of you. Right? Boy, they would love to eat you. So bad. And then mom's like, well, the Sierra Desert. Sahara Desert. Sahara. Yep. Yes. Where there's just nothing but camels and desert foxes. Okay, be fair. I'm not sure either one of those are going to eat you, but still, not, not a super great time. No, and just, like, this is, it's just, they've gone so extreme so quickly. Yeah, and I, brother is the one that yeah. makes sense to me. Yes. Because he's like, space. And you're like, yes, thank you, eight-year-old. This is correct. Contributing. But mom, dad, really? 
And then we find out that Lucy's left her puppet behind because she doesn't want to go live anywhere else. She'd like to live in her house. And mom's like, we'll get you a new one. And this, <laughs> this is a moment I'm like, I see, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? We'll, we'll find yeah. something else. So now we're going to sleep at the garden. Yep. Just on the ground. Why not a hotel? Yes. Well, they didn't get the car keys. And they may not have gotten their wallets. And it's the early 2000s at the absolute latest. Which means that they couldn't just book it online. That is true. Right? Like, I'm going to bookmark this. Ah. (laughs) Unintended. And we're going to come back to your very reasonable comments. But we're going to come back. I mean, I don't know that they're the right comment, but it's, it's... Oh, it is weird. I was thinking about this as being a 2003 and being very new. This book is still 18 years old. Yes. This book is old enough to vote. And to drink in Canada. Well, in Quebec. But not in the U.S. No. But certainly in Britain. Hey! Hey. So she has this terrible dream. I love the dream a lot. It's Weird. this, like, terrible ink drawing in the background of the wolf eating the pig puppet. But, like, if the wolf was, like, a creepy tree. Yeah. But clearly a wolf. Yeah. Our poor little pig puppet. Oh. They would do dreadful things to yeah. have the pig puppet. So Lucy crept back into yes. the house. And I think this is really interesting where she talks about transitioning from the house to the walls. walls. Yeah. Slipped into the walls. Through where? What? Then? She just did. Yeah. Katie, there are wolves in the walls. I, I, I realize. <laughs> but. But yes, how did she do it? I want to know. Yeah. Because, because then when she comes out of the wall, she comes into her bedroom. Yeah. With, and there's a wolf sleeping on her bed. Yeah. Just so happy. Don't you want to rub his tummy? It's such a good tummy. And he's got socks on his feet. And he's done that dog thing where they squish their head flat. Yeah. Upside and he's down. Got a sock on one of his ears. Yeah. And his paws are in the air doing the little the little fold. Oh. He, he's a this is a pet wolf at this moment. Yes. I want him so bad. Yeah. But then she opens a window. Or she opens the or, sorry, picture window, over her bed. Yes. Which also creepy picture to have over your childhood bed. I mean she's a creepy kid. Fair enough. It's an evil-looking elephant over a blood sacrifice of an alien. Yes. You're not, you're not wrong. I was going to be like, she's going to tell me now. I'm going to be like, oh, no, you please explain that photo it to me. Might, it might be a frog that's been very stumped and its eyeballs went... Yeah. Um, I feel like, given some of the art she has done... Maybe some therapy would be an excellent thing for Lucy because I think she's got some things she's working out. And also maybe an art grant because she does some interesting work. Yes. But then she pushes open the... <laughs> Apparently that whole tangent I didn't even know was in me until it was just there. Uh, but then she pushes open her picture frame yeah. and you're like... Wow, that is horrifying that there's just a hole in the... Yes, I I try quite hard not to think about this as real. Like, this lives very firmly in the land of magical realism for me. Because I have a thing about people and walls. 
because it's super horrifying and it has happened. Like, it's a thing. And I hate it. Especially old house, like, old, there was, nice houses like, do yeah. add, like, they got space. There was the worst ever Twitter thread about two years ago, right around Halloween. And I still don't know if it was really creative short story or actual fact about um, a dude who lived in the when world. he was small was like, there's a, there's something, something <gasps> is going on. Um, and then they found a guy who like died in their vents and it was awful. Oh, it was so upsetting and I do not like it. And so I worked very hard to be like, no, this is magic. The wolves aren't real and they like phase through the walls and Lucy can do it, but it's all, it's all magical realism. We're just having, you know, a weird time and it's not creepy like that. And this is where I get to go. This is in England, a very far place away where they have older buildings ah. where they do, cause I know old houses yeah. do have some of these passageways. But over there, my 1980s house sure has thin walls. Yes. So. Although I know the only story I know. Denver Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. That is the only like confirmed definitely person inside the walls. He was technically in the ceiling. Yeah. Yes. And it's fine. I make sure that tiny little (laughs) lock on our attic hatch is closed because boy. Ugh. Only one town away. (laughs) It's cool because I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. I sure have heard some extended stories about it. Yeah. Sweet dreams tonight, friends. Yep. Anyways, then the the wolf says snorkel snork. And I stop (laughs) being scared about people in the walls again. (laughs) Right. And just a cute, so cute. cute wolf. He's a good boy. And she climbs down over top of him and grabs our sweet little pig puppet. Yep. There are so many words on these little panels. Yes. It's certainly not for those with bad eyesight. No. I would say. I would... This is not the best book for accessibility. No. Because... No. No. (laughs) But we have our pig. Yeah. And we're so pleased. And we go through the walls. Okay. So here's another creepy face picture of Lucy. Even though she looks very sweet, I think there's something about the straight on faces. Yes. That because you can't do the same angles and lighting, yeah. they have They a get s- weird. Boy, do they. I don't. She seems so sweet. Because in the picture where she's cuddling her pig puppet. Yeah. It's quite sweet. It's nice lighting. The lighting is so good in that particular picture. Yeah. And good lighting on all of this. Yeah. But this one is, I like it particularly. Oh, the way that it's, like, it's mostly shadow and then the way it's like, anyway. It's like a warm glow. Yeah. But this is, their parents are like, where have you been? And she went to get her pig puppet. And then mom's like, I told you we would have bought you a new one. One that was pink and new and not going gray. And this is the moment I go, this is not a mother. <laughs> Mothers understand, like, no, this. This one. This is the one. Yeah. It's completely reasonable to be like, we'll get you a new one. But now that she got it, like. No. No, not no. 
You knew and she I was do going like for it. that her Lucy's response to that is, and that's why I went back for my puppet because it would be wrong. There was one time when Avery was like three, and her prize blanket got left at school, mm. and we didn't realize it until we were going to bed. And I seriously considered paying the cost of replacing a broken window. <laughs> Because she was so distraught <laughs> that I was yeah. seriously being like, can we break in? How offended would they be able to like, I'm sorry I threw this rock, but you have to understand. <laughs> so the fact that mom's like, we would have gotten you a new one. I was like, no. I mean, she is older than three, right? She's at least seven or eight. Absolutely. Yes. We're... Which makes the idea of replacement dumber, but the idea of trying to reason yes. more reasonable. But transitional objects yeah. are a whole new level. There's all studies about what children attach to their transitional mm. item. So yes, that's yeah. That was my rant. Oh, oh, this is <laughs> <laughs> So that's the next day. Yeah. And Lucy's mom went to work. Yep. And her brother went to school. Yep. And Lucy's dad Practiced his tuba at the bottom of the garden. And red travel brochures. Why didn't Lucy go to school? She may be smaller than we think. I think the brother is the older brother, not the younger no, brother. But every time they're together, she is physically larger than him. I don't know. It just seems... And she clearly... She is clearly school age. Yeah, I would almost even... Almost in that tween area. Yeah. But she didn't go to school. Nope. To be fair, it's wild to me that anyone went to school. <laughs> anybody went anywhere. <laughs> and then the family is sitting in dining room chairs. Yeah. Around the fire. Uh-huh. And we're doing new brainstorming of where we should yes. live. In a hot air balloon, maybe. It says, Mom, Dad's for a desert island. Brother thinks that they could live in a tree house at the top of a very tall tree. These are actually more realistic solutions than their previous set. I mean, they're still not great. No, but at least we've gone from an island from the Arctic Circle and Brother's gone for a treehouse over a space center. I suppose that's true. So these are... We're becoming resigned to this problem and we're like, we're going to have to actually solve it. <laughs> but my question again becomes, a hotel? Nope. At least a, they started a fire this time. A friend's house? Mom got to work, so clearly we could go. go. Yeah. Yes. Do they really have no friends they can crash <laughs> in their living room? Call the police? Animal control? <laughs> I feel... Our solutions are a bit dire. And then Lucy is like, or we could just live in our house again. My dudes. Maybe with the help of the police or animal control. <laughs> and everyone is outraged, distraught. Yes. What says her father? What says her mother? What says her brother? What said the queen of Melanesia who had dropped by to help with the gardening? That's it. That's the one. Yeah. Out of nowhere. That's such a Neil Gaiman move. Yes. Yes, it is. And that's it. We yep. kind of and why And no one no no one comments. Zero reaction. Yep. 
And Lucy points out that there's a lot of space in the walls and they could just go live in the walls. Because it's warmer. Though they do have a fire. Yeah. And dining room chairs. Well, I mean, his, her dad did get the tuba out. Maybe her, her mom oh, grabbed, grabbed chairs. <laughs> but they were tired. They tried to sleep in the shed. Smelled too much of a lawnmower and fertilizer, which, yes. boy, do I know that's, yeah, that's, that's not a smell you're going to fall asleep to. No. So they cre- they do not put out their fire, which is irresponsible, although less in a place as damp as most of Britain is. <laughs> So they creep back up into the walls. And they peek through holes. Yeah. In paintings. Like the wolves did. The holes were already there. Here is a question. The wolves were clearly in the walls for several days, plotting. But their plot was to bomb rush the family. Yeah. Did it really take multiple days for them to come up with that? Maybe they were building up their courage. Maybe only a couple of wolves showed up at first and they like called their friends because they realized that this was a good situation like this one was worth it because they had jam and tubas i'm just saying (laughs) if i were living in a house and a single wolf came out of the wall i'd be good to go (laughs) wouldn't need to be a herd what would be plenty just just wondering (laughs) so so the wolves were watching tv and eating popcorn yeah as loud as it'll they're watching the tv as loud as it'll go you notice they're watching something on rabbits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they had spilled popcorn on the floor on top of the unfinished toast and, and jam. I love I love the most these two wolves. I think these are my favorite images in this book. It's the wolf in clearly the dad's clothes dashing up the stairs and like his pants are falling down because his tail is coming out and he's just having a great old time. And then the other wolf who's wearing a scarf and sliding down the banister and just... He's so happy. What's funny is there's a comment about like some of the wolves had put on the family's nicest clothes and they had made big holes in the back for their tails. And this wolf neither, has not. Neither no. of them. No. Do we think the stairs were a fascination point for the wolves? They like, seem they have to be. Like they're so them? excited about stairs. In Abby's prior days, there was something fun about gallivanting down the stairs. Yeah. I do not like the wolves in the TV watching scene. They are wobbly <laughs> and creepy, like the wolves are fog and moving kind of way. I don't know. They're, yeah. One's got the whole floating eye. It's been a while, but I have strong feelings about floating eyes. <laughs> and then they're just having a party in the middle of the night. Weren't they having a party this entire time? What, what's yeah. the previous things and now it's party time? I don't know, but now they're singing and dancing and telling jokes. We found some sunglasses. They're very good. (laughs) And then there is, as mentioned, the one of the wolves playing the brothers' video games and beating all the high scores. How angry that brother must be. The worst. Also, let's talk about the thumb dexterity on that wolf. Right? Because he has got to be doing some great A-B combos to, like, beat those high scores. And then we're eating on the homemade jam. Straight from the pots, smearing it on the walls. The wolves look like they've just had a fresh kill. Absolutely. They have done a big murder in this picture, but I, it's just jam. No, it's horrifying. <laughs> it's dripping from the whiskers. No, the blood jam. Yeah. 
and the biggest fattest wolf who's my second favorite wolf after the ones on the stairs who is playing an old wolf melody on lucy's father's second best tuba two questions Uh uh-huh how does lucy know it's an old wolf melody maybe it sounds like howling okay okay two how expensive are tubas that dad has two of them how many guitars does your husband own I'm going to go with a tuba is more expensive. But he's a professional tuba player. I know. I'm still saying, like, I don't know that a tuba is going to be more than a couple thousand dollars. Really? They just, it's so much brass. I feel yeah. like in materials alone. Hold on. I'm going to Google tuba <laughs> price. Because if he's a professional tuba player. Well, that's player, why he rescued his first best tuba. This is his practice tuba. Oh, oh, apparently... Tuba. Mm, okay. Most experts know the good tuba will cost 3000 to 6000 but the price can range anywhere from as low as 2000 to 11000 All right. Yes, professional musician. Honestly, I thought they were going to be more. <laughs> I'm a little... Huh. Tuba's more affordable than I expected. There you go. Second best tuba. Second best tuba. And now the family is pissed. Yes. <laughs> and so we find a broken chair in the wall. Because not only is it big enough for wolves and humans to scoot through, you can have a chair in there. Well, someone just sort of didn't want the chair anymore and went, I'll deal with it later. And then in it was the in the wall. wall. This is how a Victorian murder happened in this house <laughs> before. <laughs> so we've, de- we've decided we've had enough. And we yeah. all pick up a broken chair leg. Yep. And then the wolves. Ah, they're so upset. In excellent pen and ink. Yep. Big mouths. Excellent teeth drawing, frankly. Good teeth. Good tongues. I like, I love the way that they're like, whoopling about. Oh, so is this three wolves coming closer in perspective, or have we like, zoomed in on one wolf? I don't know. Because when you look at the position of... The tongue and the teeth. <laughs> it might be the same wolf. And we're just like zooming in. Yes. There's some really fun angles in here. Yes. I love his little paws though that are up. Oh yes. <laughs> the people have come out of the walls. And flee, they shout. Flee, flee, flee. Scurrying and hurrying and tumbling down the stairs. I'm a little disappointed in these wolves, frankly. Is it just the element of surprise? Well, when the people come out of the walls, it's all over. What's all over? It. (laughs) Thank you for playing along. You're welcome. (laughs) But that's it. We've done it. We've scared away a pack of wolves. Yep. We didn't even hit any. No. Element of surprise both times. Yep. This one creepy house. When you see such a good house. Yeah. I want it. That that is an attic that someone was locked in at one time. This is it like does, the Jane Eyre of houses. It does look a lot like the house that Neil Gaiman used to own in America. In Salem? No, he was just outside of Minneapolis St. Paul. Strangely. Oh. And but they found like this like Adams family house in the middle of nowhere. And Annika stalked him there. Clearly. He had a blog 
all about his life and his house. He shared a lot of personal details. I don't, it's not my fault. And Annika read all of them. I did read his blog religiously from 2003 to 2006, probably. If Maybe you, 2008. If you would like to hear Annika do a deep dive on Neil Gaiman, <laughs> please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> okay. So there they go, leaping away. And we are left with a terrible mess. Which is a weird picture of, I'm not quite sure. Well, there's jam and there's lemons lemons, and a coconut. A coffee mug? Yeah. A scoop of coffee ice cream? I don't know. It's carnage mess. Yes. With strong carnage feels. Yes. It took the family several days of cleaning up. And you're like, just days? Yeah. You had a pack of wolves <laughs> living in the house. I bet, I bet there was some real damage. Well, there was certainly damage done to Lucy's father's second best tuba, which had sustained severe jam damage. <laughs> or, or can you maybe just not play a tuba after a wolf has played your tuba? That might be it. But he sells it. And boss is sousaphone. All right, I'm going to ask a really stupid question. Is is that a real instrument? Yeah, it's the one in the marching band that where you wear around yourself. I thought that was the... That's a sousaphone. Oh. Because Philip Sousa was the marching band guy, and so it's called a sousaphone. Because he wrote a bunch of marching band stuff. Specifically for... Specific. And so it's the one that wraps around you is a sousaphone, a tuba... Is just a like big doodle. giant thing you hold. Yeah, you hold it in your lap, and it's it take if if you are perhaps a young person who goes to an all girls school, the tuba is larger than you are. Yes, I bet it, it is. It turns out most of the time. Huh. I have conf- I'm so sorry. I've confused these. I was not I think a marching a sousa- band kid. I think a sousaphone is probably more expensive than a tuba. And so I think dad splurged. I think he was like, you know what? Everything was terrible. This is all awful. I'm buying myself this very expensive sousaphone. They uh, they got that insurance money because yeah. the wolf damage was covered. <laughs> now looking up the price of a sousaphone. How expensive is a sousaphone? Oh boy, yes. Ah. Like other instruments, it costs quite a lot to buy a sousaphone. The cost for one of these instruments normally ranges between eight and ten thousand. Ah. Which is much more the cost I was expecting a tuba to be. But clearly it's because I was thinking of the wrong instrument. <laughs> Look what you're learning on hey. this podcast. Sousaphone and tubas. Who knew? <laughs> But everything goes back to normal. Until. And the word is actually written so that you say it. Until. until. No, something funny. Rustlings and scratchings and squeezings and creakings in the old house. And then one night, she heard a noise that sounded exactly like an elephant trying not to sneeze. Which I enjoy as a description a lot. Then she got her pig puppet. Do you think I should tell the rest of them, she said, that we have elephants living in the walls of our house? I'm sure they will find out soon enough, said the pig puppet to Lucy. And this scene is also kind of creepy, the way the pig puppet punches forward. Well, so here's the thing. I feel that a lot of this is imagination. Yes. I got a whole whole thing. Because the pig puppet in this scene, which is the only scene it talks in, is drawn in pen and ink with color. And only the wolves 
until now have been drawn in pen and ink. Good. And that's, that's why, why the, the pig, pig is talking. Because, and feels creepy. Yeah, because the pig is, this is the imagination pig. I started to have some real wonders. This is a big theory. Okay. This is all in Lucy's head, mm-hmm. but also maybe Lucy is not just your standard imaginative child, but possibly has a Lucy is possibly somewhere on the spectrum. Mm. And this is how she is relating to the world, which is part of why the imagery is, is so disjointed. I yeah. would say I definitely feel like this is an imagination thing. And a lot of the stuff that the wolves do is like bad kid stuff. Absolutely. We're messing in the jam. We're playing we're in our parents' clothes. We're running up and down the stairs too yeah. loud. Like these are all things we're watching TV too loud. We're spilling food on the floor. Like all of it is bad kid stuff. Right. Or or just things that kids know are bad behavior. Right? That they would get yelled at for. And in the same way of talking about like talk to the pig puppet yeah. as a parent, you do that. It's a projection of my behavior and there's something about the uncontrollableness of the wolves coming out. And I I think what really started to give me this idea is when brother went to school, Mm -hmm. mom went to work, and she stayed home with dad. Yeah. Yeah, I could say it. I could, look, super reaching here. Yeah. The thing that I don't, that I haven't quite figured is what the wolves are standing in for. Right? Because like, the wolves come out of the walls and that it feels very much like imagination because they're drawn yeah. totally different. They're not Absolutely. part of this world. But the house is still trashed. Yes. So like, obviously, what happened, happened instead that we're, that we're dealing with through wolves? So if we're going to keep... And this will be interesting because I'm like, this is a little bit deeper than we like to go. If this were her her inability to con- mm. to control a part of herself or to like regulate emotion, yeah, in I a think way that's that a better way to say it. Regulate, yeah, acceptable too. That like if she if she had something in herself that yeah wasn't for me, and this was something the family was kind of dealing with in the sense of like when the wolves come out, when you're right. When this energy comes out, it's all over because you're no longer capable of, like, being, of directing it. Right. That it's an energy and a being of itself. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, actually. I don't know, like... I don't know that it's true, but it's yeah, an interesting but, way to read it. We we read this book with Avery. We both yeah. have. She just thinks it's a fun, silly time. And that's the joy of... Neil Gaiman children's books. They're a fun, silly time. They're a fun, silly time. But if you're a grown-up, they have unsettling and deeper connotations. Yes. Like, they're they're not overt, but they're there. And as a kid, you're just like, this is a cool, fun time. And as a grown-up, you're like, this is a cool, fun time, but also. I think it's part of, part of where I'm like, this is so in her head. Yeah. Is the parents have completely non-plausible suggestions of how to deal with this. Yes. And then the Queen of Malaysia is super, like, (laughs) random firing. Yes. And that the solution is a very kid-based thing of, like, 
We'll just kick him out. Yeah. We don't need a plan. We we'll just, just do it. We'll just do it. Yes. How big is this house that elephants are now fitting the wall? <laughs> like, I could see the wolves in a little, like, old Victorian. Yeah. It's kind of a passageway thing. But elephants. Yeah. Also, how does she know what wolves sound like? She's a smart kid. All right. Okay. She probably watched a documentary on the TV, even if it wasn't. Unlike the Netflix. <laughs> we didn't talk about the last page. Ah, uh, yes. And they did, it says, about the elephants coming out, out the walls. And it's a jam sandwich that has been stepped on by an a, ele- sh- a shadowed elephant foot. <laughs> There's even an indent in, in the sandwich. The, yeah. And the jam is, like, pouring out. It's a very fun yes. image. Well, a lot of the way that it's written also just feels like story written for kid logic. Right, it's yeah, not it's trying super to be kid logic. real. No, absolutely not. And I think that's part of the joy of it. Like you can read a bunch of interesting things into it, but you can also read it as someone who's telling a story who has been like, "Wait, I don't need to be an adult telling a kid how they should behave. I'm just going to tell this cool kid logic story through kid logic." Oh yeah, it is big kid logic. While it could be a super scary time, it's not. No. The, the wolves, like you said, are doing bad kid things. We're not tearing up the walls, shredding the pillows. Eating anything except for jam and popcorn. Yeah. It's... It's all sort of manageable chaos. Like, it's big, and you can tell that it's, you know, they're misbehaving, and it's bad, and you would want them out of your house. But the only thing that gets permanently damaged is Dad's second best tuba, which a child probably wouldn't care about very much and it even that is not a huge problem jam issue which to be fair in a tuba might actually be some real it might be uh more more trouble than it's worth to deal with a jam issue in a tuba because even though the wolves are doing a lot of action pictures and they're kind of scary and their mouths are open a lot and teeth but it's still not like the teeth they're not, like, they're not doing threatening, though, right? Like, they're not doing no. big growls. There's a couple of s- pictures where they look very unsettling because they're doing that terrible smoke woobly. woobly. But when whenever they're actually drawn in ink, I feel like they're sort of joyful. Like, they're having such a good time. I, th- and I always just feel like this one is... This, they're the here m- to have a good time. But also, like, their teeth remind me more of, like, when you really look inside of a dog's yes. mouth. Opposed to, like, thinking of... Yeah, like, because in referring to them being more like dog's teeth, like, yes, they're sharp, but they're also kind of short. It's not like in a bad, scary movie where, like, the teeth are, like, five inches long. No, these are, like, oh, yeah, you could do a a good chomp, but. And then that sweet. The sleepy boy. I love him so much. It, It looks like she should just curl up with him. Yes. Oh. One last. Yes. When the wolves flee, they talk about snatching up their treasured possessions. <laughs> and Avery was even like, what would those be? I'm like, I got nothing. It's just the same as, it's the same pattern as yes. the family. Grabbing the tuba. Yeah. But I'm like, are they stealing the human stuff? Did or they did bring we... stuff with them? Right? Maybe. I don't know. I was just, yeah. What is treasured? wolf if you know let us know the rhythm of the book i really love all of the noise words the experience we've got to cross ah, that off 
Yes. The experience of the book. The experience of the book. It's a weird book, but I like it a lot. It feels... I feel like I'm more set up to enjoy it because I have spent so much time looking at Dave McKean's art. Right. And so I don't find it, it as unsettling as I think maybe someone who's new to it does. Yes. I can see that. And for like readability, I really love all of the sections of noise words. Because there's a lot of good noise it's words. It's so good. But I find that some of the comic book panels, the words get so small and packed in that you have to like really get in there to read all the words correctly. Well, I think it's interesting visually when the words bounce around the page yeah. a little bit. And I've just flipped to the one where they're fleeing the house with yeah. the tuba. I don't actually enjoy reading books where the words are all over the place. And it's probably, I don't enjoy reading them aloud. Right. I don't have a problem. I can read the words just yeah. fine. But like, I think I have to work a little harder to make my brain keep it fluid. Yes. Because... They're supposed to look bouncy and jostly because the family's fleeing. And when you're reading in your head, it adds yes, yeah. to it. But when you're delivering it, you're like, but I don't want to make it sound jostly. And yeah. that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's it's mainly a fun time. And while there is a fair, um, it's a little longer to read. Yes. And I keep feeling it's supposed to be yeah not because it's bad i just it's somewhere in the middle where you just there's just a couple more pages than it feels like there should be yeah and and because some of these pages have quite a bit of text packed in there yeah yes yes i concur and what what's the moral of the story well, I think the the most obvious moral of the story is gotta go for that low hanging fruit, aren't you? When the wolves come out of the walls, it's all over. <laughs> I I think this is a classic case of maybe trust your children when they say things. Yes, like that they've been abandoned by their music teacher <laughs> <laughs> for the entire half hour period. Yep. I'll do the full story at some point, but yes, my daughter's kindergarten class was completely unsupervised in the art room for half, half an, an hour. hour. Yep. Apparently there was a lot of screaming. And jumping off of things. Yeah. The more she told me, the more I'm like, uh-huh. Uh. Nope. All true. Strangely. <laughs> um, but yes, when kid logic things happen, kid logic is the answer. Yes. Then parent logic is completely worthless. Yeah. Don't get jam on your second best tuba? It's clearly an expensive repair. <laughs> Stand up to bullies. Yes. Defend your, your home. Well, and I also I think a lot of times it doesn't take much to stand up to bullies. Yes. You really just have to assert yourself that their behavior is not acceptable. <laughs> Except for then you might get different ones who are elephants. Yeah, which is not an improvement. No. But mainly, when the wolves come in the walls, it's all over. It's all over. Submit your entries to our giveaway. Yeah. Please, send us a picture of a book you think you'd like. You can add us on Instagram at PeterRabbitHole. You can email us at ThePeterRabbitHole at gmail.com. And if you want pictures of this book or and a reading of it, maybe or any of our other episodes, you can find them on our website at www.peterrabbithole.com. 
And according to our download numbers, you have a really good chance of winning. So please. Please. Enter. Yes. It'll be a cool tote bag, I promise. So good. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.